Welcome to episode 18, where I'm interviewing Kayla Snaza. In this episode, uh, you'll really appreciate this can-do attitude that this young lady has. She talks about turning negatives into positives. Uh, she talks about her entrepreneurship in the business called Monet, uh, and also her military experience, and just being able to really take everything that you do and give it 110%. Uh, what the key takeaway I got from this episode was elevating your circle will elevate your life. I love that um, mindset. And I think that's something that we all should uh, definitely take in consideration if we're trying to go to the next level and whatever we're trying to do. So thank you. And I hope y'all enjoy. Please visit our site at www.richstateofmind.com where we provide content on real estate, personal finances, and self-development. Share your story and information by posting a blog on our site so that the Rich State of Mind community continues to grow in knowledge. You can also follow our Instagram page at rich underscore state brand to find out about exclusive offers and discount promotions for our apparel. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast because it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other outlets. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And thank you for listening. All right. Hey, Kayla, thanks for taking the time this evening to talk and chat up a little bit. So if you could uh, just tell us a little bit about yourself, your career, what are you doing right now? And we'll go from there. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. So my name is Kayla. I am 30 years old and I am currently in the Navy. Um, I run a side business where I sell shampoo, um, skincare and wellness products. I am a graduate student currently working on my master's degree, and I am just trying to live my best life, um, trying to take, um, you know, hold of every opportunity that has come my way. I am going to be commissioning next year as an officer, um, which is a pretty big milestone um, in somebody's career, I think, and I'm just excited for the new opportunities that are coming. Yeah, shout out to the uh, 6410s. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so if you could, um, you said you do um, a side hustle. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that business? Absolutely. So um, the company is called Monate, which is short for Modern Nature. Um, it's clinically proven uh, products to regrow your hair. Um, all of our products are anti-aging. So Monate actually started with only hair care products for people who deal with hair thinning, balding, um, different conditions like alopecia, um, if they suffer from hair loss because of chemo and cancer and all of these other things. And um, it's vegan, it's gluten-free, it's cruelty-free. Um, so they've kind of just branched off and that's what made me fall in love with them because, you know, as we get older in our lives, we start to really analyze what we put in our bodies and on our bodies. And I think that's really important to not only 
worry about your food aspect, but what you're actually putting on your body because your skin, um, and your hair do absorb all those chemicals. So, um, yeah, we are completely a hundred percent natural and we branch off to skincare. And then now, um, about two weeks ago, we launched a wellness line. So, um, now I promote, um, everything from, your hair, your skin, and then inside of your body, what are you putting in like supplements, um, greens, collagen, things like that. Um, so I just really like to educate people on healthier options in life. For me, starting a side business, it, I don't care about the money. I don't need the money. Um, I fell in love with the products and I used them for about a year, got to know them, really understood the research behind every single product. And then, um, everybody just started asking me like how my skin got so clear, how did my hair get so good? And it just kind of boomed from there. And I was like, why don't I sell it? Why don't I promote it to people and really show them that they can do this too, if they wanted, you know, an extra income and I can share with them what it's done for me, even though I wasn't doing it for the money aspect, it has gainfully, you know, employed my life in many ways. Um, other than just financially. And so you're your, so you're your best, you're your own marketing tool. Yeah. And uh, I think that's, that's cool because you're in control of that. And uh, you just in meeting you, I could tell that people naturally will want to gravitate towards you because you're very, you're very open, right? You're very like, Hey, you know, this is me, this is Kayla. And this yeah. is what I do. And cause you don't seem like the type of person to like hold information. Like you, you right. willingly share it. So I think people, they, they really gravitate towards something like that and they feed off of it. And I think that's why it works out so well, you know, well for you. And um, that's something that I want kind of the audience to kind of hear. Like people, you are in control, like whatever emotions that you have and, and uh, however you, whatever, uh, I guess you could say, if you project positivity, positivity ends up working out for you. Absolutely. And so I think that's how it's probably working out for you. Uh, how do you, so outside of the people that you naturally you know, that naturally gravitate towards you, how do you end up, you know, getting more people to come towards you? Is it social media? Um, so I'm really big on Instagram. Um, not so much my Facebook. I try to keep that to just bare minimum, um, just friends and family, coworkers, things like that. I don't like um, feeling like I'm projecting something onto somebody that they're not necessarily wanting. So I feel like in order to grow a business, it needs to be organic. Um, the team that I am on with Monate, we believe in zero cold messaging. So cold messaging is a bad name for direct sales. Um, any MLM business, which is a multi-level marketing um, for anybody that doesn't know what that means. Um, it's not a pyramid scheme. Um, so it's really about educating. Uh, like you said, I have like this natural energy where people are like, oh, like, what is she talking about? And I think that's how I've gained so much uh, fruition over the past two years of me selling Monate. Um, I went from 800 Instagram followers and now I'm almost at 3000. And I just do what I love. I share what I love. Um, you, you have to use hashtags. I think that is the biggest thing that will bring people towards you is the hashtags that you use. So um, everything needs to kind of, and Monate really preaches that to us on not being like salesy or just pushing a product, share why you like it, share how different parts of it have changed your life, share your story, 
not, don't just share your products, but share other parts of your life with people. And organically over time, you'll start to grow this fan base and these people that are now engaged with you that are now asking you, you know, um, what are your favorite things to do? Like, can we meet up? Um, that's how you can meet different people that are local and you just really create this fan base and this friend, um, you know, gathering of people that you never would have been in contact with if it wasn't for stepping outside of your comfort zone and putting yourself out there. Uh, where can people find it? What's your Instagram name? So my Instagram is snazzy face. So that's with two Z's. (laughs) So S N A Z Z Y F A C E. Um, my last name is Snazza, so it's a play on words. Um, it was actually my first nickname that was given to me when I first joined the Navy and it's kind of stuck with me my whole career. And so, um, and then also, do you have a link in your bio? I do. I have a whole, uh, link tree that you can go to my website. You can go to my VIP group that is on Facebook for my business. And you can also, um, order samples. And so what inspires you? So you're, you're about to be commissioned LDO. So that's, for those that don't know, that's limited duty officer. It's a program in the Navy where you can go from enlisted, literally start from E1 up to E6, starting at E6 and commissioned as an officer without a degree. Um, so Kayla here actually made chief E7 and then commissioned. And then also, so what, so what made you so gung-ho with the Navy? And now you, you translate that, you know, you transfer that energy into Monet and you're also kind of going headstrong with that too. What about you makes you keep going, pushing like that? What type of motivation you have? Oh man, so many things. So I feel like um, it really takes hardships in your life to make you reevaluate and get your mind right. So um, just a quick background about me. I'm very open about everything in my life. Nothing I have gone through is private. Um, My dad committed suicide. Um, it'll be five years on Monday. Um, he was active duty. He was a command master chief at the time. Um, and he was my biggest inspiration. My dad was so passionate for the Navy and everything that he did. Um, he was a journalist. So I grew up around, you know, him always being the public speaker, always being the MC somewhere, always projecting that positivity on people. So I've always like adopted that type of lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, but it really wasn't until he passed that I reevaluated my entire life. And I'm like, what am I doing? Life is too short to not take every opportunity that is presented to you. So I actually wanted to give up on the Navy five years in, I wanted to get out, go to school. Um, my degree is in psychology and I just wanted to go get my PhD and then come back in as a psychologist. Obviously, you know, the Navy always has a different plan for you. God has a different plan for you. And I just started making rank first time up each time. And I'm like, I would be crazy to walk away. And I felt like that was a sign from God. Like I have a bigger calling and I need to be here. Like something is going to end up happening to me and it's going to make me show, or like, it's going to show me where I actually want to be in life. Um, I feel like when you're a couple years into the Navy, you kind of are on this path of like, do I go left or do I go right? Um, Do I get out? Do I stay in? Um, What do I do? Is this really what I want to do with my life? And all of these things happen. And it really wasn't until he passed away. I was 25 years old. I was the E6. I had just made it. And I was like, no, I have to turn this trauma and this 
crazy whirlwind thing to happen in my life and make it positive. So, um, because my degree is in psychology, um, I really like struggled on what I wanted to do from there, um, for my graduate degree and for my PhD. And it wasn't until that happened that I was like, you know what? I want to work at a VA hospital. I want to help veterans. I really want to take a, a hold of the mental health system in the military and how jacked up it is and really just make a difference. Um, not only in the Navy, but, you know, eventually with my second career, cause I'm not going to do this forever. Yeah. Um, so I am actually in school for clinical mental health counseling. I will be licensed in the state of Virginia once I graduate um, and be able to practice. Um, so it, I feel like so many different things happen in your life that put you on the path that you were meant to be on. And it really takes perseverance and kicking your own ass every single morning when you get up to be better than what you were yesterday. And a lot of people get stuck in this rut of, you know, this mundane routine and, you know, Monday through Friday, and then they look forward to only the weekend. Why are you only looking forward to the weekend where you just pass by five days of your life that you could have grasped opportunity? And when you put in the work, you get it back. Um, you get those like rewards that you never would have known are available to you if you don't put the time in, if you don't get up every day through the hardships, through the struggles, you push through and you do everything you can to get the life that you want. So first of all, my condolences um, about your father. Second of all, I love your energy. Uh, and I like the fact that you talked about uh, wasting time, right? So episode five, I talked about how you should put your life in a week. And your Monday is your, you know, zero to 10 years old. Tuesday's 11 to 20. Right now, you and I, we're in our Wednesday, 11 to 30, and then so on and so forth, right? So if you would have put your life in a week, and then for a lot of people that really get that epiphany, they're in there probably Wednesday, Thursday, they realize how they wasted their Tuesday. And I think when you put it like that, it allows people to put things in perspective. Like, I really need to stop wasting time. Yeah, is my life where, where it needs to be or I want it to be right now? No, but I can make some changes. And I think there, there's so much information at, the, at our fingertips now because of um, technology. I was just talking to Amira about that, how, uh, you know, people saying, hey, there's no place to work right now. Things are not, you know, because of COVID. But there are so many different jobs available that were not available 15 years ago. Exactly. Uh, if you get a little creative, I get, don't get me wrong. Some people have some hard issues, but there are way more options now. I, you, you know, I mean, people are millionaires now because of YouTube, you know, and every other right. streaming service. Yeah. Um, and those, you know, 10, 15 years ago, they would have been considered talentless. Uh, so I think what you're doing is awesome. And you have that that inner drive. And I could relate to that because I, I had a, a particular upbringing that gives me the, the drive that, that I have as well. And uh, I have, you know, I have an accountability partner that keeps me in check with that. Yeah, you have but, a very uh, good accountability buddy. She kicked my ass this morning. So I, <laughs> I needed it. I needed the, you know, tough love. Yeah, and, and we need that in life because um, we, we can sometimes run ourselves to the ground because, you know, we're, run, we're racing, we're running, and we're, we're getting things done. Uh, but sometimes it's okay to take a little bit of a, a breather. But um, with, uh, so how does Monet work with, you said it's a multi-level marketing. So do you, you, do you recruit people? Do people just come to you and say, hey, uh, how do I get a part of it? Where do you fit in, 
in the hierarchy uh, of the so business? So I am actually three ranks into the system. Um, so we have a rank structure. There's 11 ranks, I believe. Um, and I'm at the third. Like I said, when I started Monet, I didn't care about the money. For me, I know that I can't do this full time. If I did it full time, I'd be a millionaire as well. It's very easy when you are a natural born leader and you can get people um, to really evaluate certain aspects of their lives and really believe in themselves to join a company like Monate. The hard part for me is I do get burnt out. Like I'm not perfect. And I want everybody to know, like, it's okay to feel overwhelmed with all of these things that you have going on. But the number one thing that you need to always make sure you don't do is don't give up. Um, show up every day, no matter what mood you are in. Um, because I do that, it gains people to my following and they start watching me and then they start inquiring about the products. That's how I get people. Um, everybody who starts their own you know, direct sales business, they think that their family and their friends are gonna be right there supporting them, the first ones to buy the product. And that is the saddest thing from the truth. I'm sorry. Your friends and your family are not going to be the first people to support you. I promise. It is the stranger that is trying to do better. They see somebody else doing better and they want to jump on board an opportunity. Those are the people that join my team. The people that I've never even met. I have over 200 people that buy products from me and I have never met 75% of them. And it's just because I am open and I share and, you know, I have this energy that I bring and I'm actually putting forth um, knowledge in their life and changing their life to get them to think a different way. I'm not just trying to sell a product. So it's like they're buying a piece of me. Um, they're investing in me. And like I, I think that is so much more rewarding than any type of paycheck. Um, when you know that you are making a difference in somebody else's life, whether it just be something as small as you got rid of their dead ends on their hair, or you got rid of the dark circles underneath their eyes, like it is just something to brighten somebody else's day. And when you just start building that momentum, more people want to hop on board. They're like, Oh, what are they doing? Like, I want to get in on that. And that's really like, where your fan base and your selling base comes from. Um, like I said earlier, it has to be organic. Don't make people feel like you're pushy or you're trying to just sell them a product and then you're going to forget about them. Take care of them, follow up with them, build yes. a relationship with them um, and really just start to get to know them. And, you know, they'll start saying happy birthday to you and like really just creating this, you know, virtual life with you and just yes. stay on your journey. And I love that because sometimes the people that you don't know, give you the most support. And that is very important into being able to keep going. That gives so, yeah, you I agree. I agree because, uh, I, one thing I'm definitely noticing as I'm building up, um, my clientele when it comes to property managing me and America doing real estate and then now into the uh, podcasting and other streams of income is that it's really, if you're trying to do it by yourself, it's very, very hard. But when you are gaining relationships with others, right, you are gaining information as well. And it's not just transactional. And so you're, you're receiving that and it ends up being, I think that's what ends up making it grow faster because it is organic. People uh, feel like they can connect to you when you have a story. 
right? And it's real, you know, these, this passion that they feel is real. And I don't think it can be faked. It, it's gotta be something you truly believe in. And that's right. the only way you're able to kind of push it out. You ever try to write a paper about something you don't really care about? It, it's so hard. Exactly. You have to be passionate about what you do. And when you're passionate about something, it flows off of you so easily because you just want to scream about it. Like you want to get it out there. You want people to know about opportunities. Like the moment we, a sale happens, I'm like, oh my gosh, I have this perfect person in mind for this. Like this is what they've been waiting for. Like the passion has to be there. It can't be like, oh, another sale. Dang, like we just had one. No, no, no. It, you have to really own what you're doing, whether it be a direct sales company, whether it be school, don't just go to school, just to go to school, go to school for something you're passionate about, or you're never going to get good grades. You're never going to finish. And you're just going to, you know, push it off. Like it's a joke. So passion has to flow through everything that you do and every choice that you do, or it's not worth it. What type of routine do you have in order to uh, balance your life? Um, so I try, I'm a very big routine person. So I like to get up. I like to go work out. Um, I feel like when your mind is right, you put more energy into everything else that you're doing. Um, I have to write down um, a lot of the things that I want to get done because I feel like if you put it on paper, um, you're 45% more likely to actually follow through with what you need to get done. Um, so Monday through Friday, you know, I get up, I try to go work out. Um, I go to work and then when I get off, I spend, you know, at least an hour just trying to share on my Instagram, build my stories, um, just show up, show up in their feed, um, show up, you know, share any part of my day and then, you know, I like to meal prep and, you know, things like that. I'm not in school right now, but if I was in school, um, I would usually just come home and make dinner and then just dive right into my homework. And you just, you kind of have to make a balance for whatever's going on. But right now, since I'm not in school, I put more time and energy into my social media and, you know, talking to my clients and things like that. So, um, sending them little goodie bags, showing them that they're appreciated, things like that really, you know, make you feel fulfilled and like you're on top. So if you just do like one thing a week to kind of grow yourself in each aspect of your routine, um, you're doing good. You know, you're showing up. And I think it's important to know you can either go all in some days or you can go in just a little bit, but you have to keep going. So with, with your business, it sounds like you've had an enormous amount of success um, throughout you uh, growing your business. Um, what type of rejection or bad situations, not to say bad, but learning situations you've had that um, you've been able to grow from? Oh gosh, that's like every, every day. <laughs> um, so a lot of people think that multi-level marketing businesses are pyramid schemes. That could be the furthest from the truth, people. If you do your research, you will know that a pyramid scheme is illegal. Pyramid schemes, you don't pay taxes, okay? I pay taxes as a business owner. I have to file separately just for my business. I pay taxes. You know, I do deductions, everything. It is a legitimate business. The girls underneath me that sell can outrank me at any moment of the day. So 
Um, it really takes a strong minded individual to not let the negativity, you know, overcome you. And in the beginning, it really was like so overwhelming. I wanted to quit. And I'm like, oh my gosh, all these people are telling me no. Um, they're seeing all these lawsuits that Monate has against them. Um, Whoa. Yeah. Just every company. If you Google any company out there, there is a lawsuit. I promise uh, you. Life. I think yes. Life has a few uh, lawsuits against them. Even just like CoverGirl, Maybelline, things like that. There's always going to be a lawsuit with a big name company because there's always somebody out there who is just trying to get money because they're saying that something ruined something for them. It didn't work, um, whatever the case is. But you have to really dig past all of the fluff and do your own research, which is why I said I used the products for a year. I really got to know how it reacted with me, the progress I had, the research behind the company. Do they really have all these things, you know, against them? Um, what type of debt are they in? How are they ranking across like other companies? And that's why I started to share because Monet is a debt-free company. They're a billion dollar company now. It's only seven years old. And we're like number five uh, skincare company in the U.S. That's yeah, amazing. Wow. Yeah, because yeah. even, even businesses like Amazon are not uh, debt-free. They have a lot of liabilities. Uh, we so are a company, yeah. debt-free. Yeah. Yeah, a company being able to be debt-free allows y'all to move however y'all so choose. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I think people push past that because they're like, oh my gosh, I don't want to be salesy. I'm not selling anything, but it's 2020. Like in the next 10 years, having a side hustle is just going to be like having, owning a dog. Like it's going to be so common and yeah. the time is now. The opportunity is now and you just never know what you can gain out of it. Like I've gotten free trips to Vegas. Like that's why I like it. I, I love to travel and I actually earn these trips and I show people that, Hey, you can do this too. It's very simple. You know, I was, yeah. It's funny you say that. Cause like, um, I don't know, like your, you know, your, your background as far as how you grew up, but you didn't grow up like mega, you didn't grow up a millionaire. No, not. So I had like, the best in both worlds. So like people think when they see you, on, maybe you posted on social media, or you're telling them, Hey, this is my story. I think a lot of people already assume like, oh, she's always been like this, like those that are just now being introduced to yeah. you. Because actually, you know, most people that are millionaires now, they're actually first generation millionaires. But mm -hmm. people have this mentality like, oh, I can't never be like that. Or it, they must have scammed their way up. I didn't know people still think that a lot of uh, rich people or people that are successful are scammers. Uh, yeah. And not, they worked hard to get where they got. So the mentality portion of, I want to be better in a better position where I'm at now. I want to do more, but the hump, the maturity hump I've noticed is what you got to do to get there. And exactly. some people don't have that in them uh, and it, it, they don't ever admit it either. It's just that, cause I could have grown up in the same neighborhood as you. Right. But let's just say I'm, you know, live below the poverty line and you're doing all this stuff. What is my excuse? If, if we had pretty much the mirror, a mirror life in the same neighborhood kind of grew up the similar way, especially if I've been exposed and you're that friend that's like, Hey, aunt, you know, look, look, this is what I've been doing. Look, I remember when, you know, how we grew up, you could be doing this too. And it's like, nah, that's not for me. 
you know, because just like uh, I had a, there was a um, podcast I was listening to where this kid, he became really good in real estate in like two years, like 18 to 20 years old, millions of dollars. And people were always calling him up and saying like, hey, I want to be like you. And he was like, well, go ahead and knock on a hundred doors today. And he said like 99% of them never did because it was out of their comfort zone. And I think once you get out of your comfort zone, you see a lot of doors start to open up for you. Yeah. Do you ever feel like you have to coach people through that? Yeah. Um, so the, me starting Monate was actually because of a girlfriend that I had been following on Instagram for a while. And I had only met her once. Um, her name is Haley and she is now the tippy top of Monate. She got her free Cadillac. She's almost at the million dollar club. Like I have seen this company transform her entire life. She was a army spouse. Um, she did a photography business on the side and, um, she had two kids and it wasn't until her second pregnancy where she started losing her hair and, you know, postpartum, all that stuff, oh, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, your yeah. Hair, um, that she started this and watching her throughout her three years. Um, oh my gosh, that makes me know that anybody can do this. She retired her husband from the army. He got out. And he, um, cause he was, uh, what is it? Special forces. Um, so she was able to completely retire him, pay for everything, their mortgage, um, their car payments, their kids to go to the best schools, everything. They built their dream home. Um, just seeing all the stuff that just a normal person like you and I get just from being passionate about a product. And that really goes to show me that Anybody, no matter what your excuse is, can do this. You just have to kind of coach them to believe in themselves a little bit more. Because like you said, we could have grown up on the same neighborhood, right? Same kind of poverty level, same everything, but it's the mindset. And sometimes people don't have enough successful people around them to kind of uplift them and coach them and push them and I think that's where I get my leadership from because I feel like being a good leader is being a good pusher. Um, pushing people past their comfort zones to recognize within themselves their own success. Um, when you do that, it's so natural and it comes back tenfold to you because you see somebody attain, you know, whether it be our job, they attain a rank or a qual or, you know, school, they obtain a degree, but you, knowing that you have that little piece, you know, in their mind to push them to keep going when they probably don't have anybody else to do that. That is what fuels me for every aspect of my life. Yeah. And I've definitely seen that, uh, especially at my job where, it, you know, it's, it's almost like a thankless job until later on for, for yeah. the, definitely for some of the younger guys, but that is what kind of fuels me as well, because I mean, I guess, what are you doing it for if you don't love it? Exactly. Yeah, what You're, are you doing you it for? are literally living a boring life. <laughs> You're just letting the years pass you by. And then what, are, what do you have to show for it? And I guess people get stuck because I know some people end up having the kids, they end up having a family. And then it's like, okay, what do I know will work for me right now and pay for my bills? Right. And so trying to juggle the kids the husband or wife. And then before you know it, at the end of the day, you're tired. So uh, I was listening, to, I listen to Dave Ramsey sometimes and he, he says that he wrote his book. 
Oh, you do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a radical. Um, he says that he wrote his book from the hours of 10 to, to, at night to 2 o'clock in the morning because he had to take care of his family and after he was in bed. Then he worked on his, his side gig, which ended up obviously being where he is today. But he put in that time and, and that's and he that's how he knew like this is what I want because I don't mind losing sleep for it and I guess that's the one thing that people have to realize like how much sleep or time am I willing to sacrifice to get where I need to you know where I want to be and it, it doesn't have to be Monet it doesn't have to be real estate it could be you know the, the Navy it could be the job that they're at right now um, and that's the one little just not even a little bit, a big hump. I think that starts a lot of people. So hearing your energy about it really, I think is going to make people want to say like, all right, let me kick myself in the butt and really get myself through this, through this, whatever rut I'm in, because I'm the only person that's getting in the way of me, you know? Exactly. I know everybody, if you ask everybody right now to take out a pen and a piece of paper and write down the top five things they wish they had in their life, they wouldn't know how to get it. Or they wouldn't know you know, what route to go or not even have the courage to start. And I think it really needs, or you really need to take evaluation of your own life. Like I don't want to live how my mom lived when we were younger. Right. My mom's never owned a home. My mom is in debt. Um, she doesn't really have anything to show for her name and she's 56 years old. And I, that is my reason to be like, I want a better life for myself. I want everything that I want. If I want a pair of uh, AirPods, I'm going to go buy them. If I want a new pair of shoes, I'm going to go buy them. If I want a new car, I can go buy that too. And a lot of people don't understand the luxury of that because they've never felt it. But once you feel it, that fuels you to get even more. Um, my biggest problem is, is I'm never content. I am never content where I'm at. I get something. I'm like, cool, got it. It's in the bag. I'm keeping going, which is why I said Amira kicked my ass this morning because she was like, you know what? We never stop and just appreciate where we're at and what we have. And I was like, yeah, you know, um, it's cool. Like I got all this stuff, but you know, I have to wait 10 more months to commission. Right. And she's like, no, we have to stop and be thankful for like where we're at and really appreciate the work that we put in and know that it was good. It got us to, you know, our goals and where we wanted to be. And I was like, you know what? We forget that because when you start earning those things, you start to get like, I don't know, your ego gets bigger. Right. And just what you want gets bigger. Your dreams get bigger. Um, your goals get bigger. And I think you kind of have to like take that mentality and just make it something to fuel yourself, but also appreciate. So once you get it, and I think that's why it's so hard for people who haven't started anywhere to get where they want to be, um, to get where they want to go because they haven't, um, obtained anything that they actually want. You know, whether, like we said, the Navy, college, or a business, everybody gets knocked down if they don't see success or they don't see the outcome that they want initially yeah. right away. It's just like ordering a package. Now you want it to show up right away, but that's not how it works. You have to wait for the mailman and, you know, the planes and wherever it's coming from to be shipped to you. So you have to have patience 
if you want something. And a lot of people give up because they don't see instant gratification. Um, and that is the biggest letdown for anybody trying to achieve a goal, you know, like nobody wants to be passed over, you know, we've been there where we didn't make the first time up and it's like, dang, you know, why does somebody else have what I don't? Well, that should fuel you. Your downfall should fuel you to keep up that ladder and keep moving forward and get to where you need to go. It should make you better. It should make you stronger. It shouldn't make you weaker to where now you fall back to where you were. I think part of the helps our mentality is the, you know, the organization that we're in, right? It's like, boom, got it, next call, boom, got it, next call. Oh, my ladder. Okay. And for those of you know what the ladder is, it's kind of like a, uh, like a, uh, pretty much a blueprint of where we're supposed to be at at whatever point we are in our career. So if I've been in for 10 years, it says, hey, this is what you're supposed to be, Yeah. you know, this qualification. So we're, we're, we're very structured and very goal oriented organization. And I think that we translate that into like almost everything we do. Cause it's like, I don't know, some people I've seen, they could kind of switch it off, you know, on and off, but I know a lot of people that I've met that are, you know, hungry like you and, and they, they tra- track uh, pretty fast. It's like, boom, 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 boom. Everything we do, we touch, we got to do it, you know, efficient as fast as possible. And, you know, hopefully we, you know, we make an impact in everything that we do. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that's why we do need people like, you know, like the mirrors in the world too, because I, I am learning that taking the time to uh, self-preserve mm-hmm. definitely is needed because then you end up kind of uh, breaking down, but you feel like, cause, but because you are accomplishing all those things, you feel like you could just keep going forever because you're feeding off of all that, all that success. Yeah. And then obviously everybody else is as well. And so I definitely understand where you're coming from. I think, what's your, what do you, what do you, what's your end goal as far as the Navy and then, and then tell me Monet, but first with so, the Navy, what's your end goal? I really just want to do my 20 and get out. Honestly, like I've been in 11 years. I hit 12 in December, but when I commission, obviously I owe 10 years. That will take me to 22 years um, and I'll be 40 years old. So I'm, I am okay with doing my 20 getting my pension and starting a new life, which is why I continue to work towards my second career which is why I'm in school and doing everything that I know that I'm passionate about that I actually want to do as another career. Um, and I think it takes a lot of soul searching for you to find that. Um, a lot of people are not happy in their jobs. A lot of people just do it because you know it's a job or it's paying the bills right now, but is it really making you happy? And as much as I love the Navy and as much as it's been great to me, um, it's not my passion at the end of the day. It, it really isn't. People is my passion, which is why I am studying, studying psychology and I'm studying counseling and I want to help people. Um, I can only do that so much with the Navy. There's a lot of rules, a lot of restrictions, a lot of, you know, um, things implemented onto you that doesn't really allow you to be yourself. And yes. That's the hardest part for me because I am such a free spirit. I want to be able to interject that even more in my life. And I feel like I'm good at 20 and then I I really need to interject that for the rest of my life. I really just want to see where that can take me. Um, Maybe Monet does take off, you know, for me in the next 12 years, you know, and 
I just keep doing what I'm doing and I show up and I keep building that base, but then I get to a point where I can put more time into it and then it becomes something different. Maybe in the next year it dissolves. I don't know. You know, like maybe I'm like, this isn't for me anymore. Um, I think as you get older, your mindset changes, things happen in your life. You meet people in your life that, you know, kind of get you to think differently, um, just setting new goals. But, um, yeah, the Navy, the Navy has an end point for me and yes. I know when that is, but I'm going to give it 110% every day until that end date. And I think that's important for people to understand that if you are only doing something for a short period of time, whether you join the Navy for four years to get out, you need to show up every day. Like it's your first day. And I yes. feel like that is the only way you're going to get any joy, fulfillment, success, anything out of it. Um, you have to use it like it uses you and everything that you do, because you're going to be robbed of happiness, time, money, you know, mental health, mental stability, all this stuff. It's going to rob you. You have to rob from it. Take opportunity, go to school. If they're paying for you to go to school, go to school, like take these opportunities. If you can travel, go travel. If you can live overseas, go live overseas, you know, take all of these opportunities now while you have it, while you have the opportunity, not many people get it. Um, so yeah, at the end of the day, I know where I would like to be. Will I be there when I get to that point? I don't know. Um, I didn't think I'd be right here 11 years later after joining the Navy at 17. You know, I didn't know I'd be able to buy my second house at the age of 29. You know, I, I didn't know I was capable of doing all these things. And I think it just, you have to do a 10 year plan, a five year plan and a two year plan. Um, okay. And just kind of see where you are at. And did you make it to that small goal? You know, did the small goal turn into your 10 year goal? Um, because it's just not realistic. I think it just takes constant reevaluation of where you want to be in life. And a lot of young people don't think like that. They think that, oh, when I'm 30, I'll finally, you know, start, you know, being a grown up and just buckle down. No, it starts like yesterday. Like you're already too late. Um, and I wish that I would have had this fire in me when I was in my early twenties. Um, but I'm just trying to play catch up and just encourage people to really change their mindset as early as possible. And I think you've caught up, but I do appreciate the fact that you were honest about the fact that, Hey, like the Navy's not my passion. I think a lot of people get it mixed up with people in the armed forces that, Hey, this is what I'm doing. And I love every minute of it. Uh, I think we grow to love it. Right. And we'll probably miss it, but yeah. it's not um, just like for me, you know, the Navy's not my passion, but I definitely agree with the fact that, so a lot of people in the Navy, they, they, do their, they do their time and they think that they can just, you know, crap their time away. And then when they get the job they really want, they'll just flip the switch on and all of a sudden now they're a hard worker. It doesn't work like that. You have to, in everything that you do, you have to give it your all. You have to be efficient in it. You, you have to just care. And just caring does a lot. You talked yeah. about earlier about following up customer service. You know, we work in customer service uh, ratings right now, right? So that is key to people you being efficient and then people appreciating the, uh, the business that you provide and I, I really wish I could that's the one thing I want to get through you know people's heads at my at my job right now before I leave is 
hey, everything that you do, just be great at it. And it will translate into everything that you else that you do. Right. Because work ethic, does, it takes time to build. Just like trust, right? It takes time to build. These are, these are uh, it's a muscle. Consider it a muscle. You got to build it up, build it up until it's so strong that you're able to crush everything that you do. Uh, because then you do feel, you do, years later, you say, man, I wasted time. I could have been doing this. I wish that older person that was telling me something, I knew, you know, I listened to them. And sometimes it does take us to fall on our face before we realize, or some type of tragedy for us to realize, what am I doing? You know, this is what, maybe this is what I need to do. But we turn a negative into a positive. That, because that's what ends up mattering. What did we do after that negative thing happened? Exactly. Uh, how did you and then how? Back? Exactly. And yeah. so if we can, if we could transfer that, then it, it's great. If we allow it to keep us down, uh, then it ends up, you know, obviously being a rut, especially for those that end up having people that are relying on you. You have your, your kids that are relying on you, your family that's relying on you. Uh, you have to um, find that accountability partner, find that, that uh, positive person to be around or positive group to be around. Uh, you never want to be in a group where you're the, probably the most successful person or, you know, have the most sense. You know, you want to be around a group of people that are continuously, oh, I just learned something today. I didn't know that. And they're like, oh, you didn't know that? You know? And so that way you continue to grow. So like case in point, you're about to go into the ward room, um, which is uh, the, for the, those that don't know in the Navy, that's you, being in an officer mess. Uh, and so you, I'm pretty sure you'll learn a lot of things and grow from that because you're going to have people that's going to share that type of information. I know you're hungry, ready for the next challenge. And so I do challenge people to always, always shoot for the next challenge. Obviously, be content, uh, be at least happy with what you gained and, and learned and earned. Uh, but at the same time, if you know you got more in the tank and you know you could probably do more, don't be that person that says shoulda, coulda, woulda, mm -hmm. right? You know, be that person that says, all right, I'm grateful. I'm glad I earned this part. What's the, can I take it to the next level? Who can I bring with me? You know, who can I impact more? Because at this point, I think what has really, I have really seen probably, let's say when the YouTube kind of blow up, 2012, Instagram and YouTube. Yeah. Around that time, what I really noticed is people just want to be educated, to learn, to feel like they're part of a, something bigger than themselves. And then that's what ends up kind of, the, the networking part comes. And before you know it, you don't built this uh, network around you to where, everybody's feeding off each other and everybody's, you know, being positive. And then the negative people obviously just fall to the wayside. Um, yeah. So that's, you know, I really appreciate your, your energy, Kayla, and the, the can-do attitude, because that's one thing that I think that really makes people kind of keep stay in their rut. And even with the tragedy that you, you know, you describe that, you know, there's people that are still in pain about stuff like that. And they're not able to get beyond that, past that. And, you know, whether it's, you know, you go to church or, you know, counseling, uh, anything that you feel like you may need to get past, whatever you need to get past, uh, those things, I truly believe those things happen for a reason. Um, oh, I, I absolutely do too. Yes. Every person that you meet in your life is for a reason and everything happens in your life for a reason. It takes you to where God has, you know, destined you to be. Um, one of my favorite, um, things to always tell myself and other people is elevate your circle to elevate your life. Um, when you're like around that. the doers, the go-getters, um, the achievers, the movers, the shakers, all of those people, you want to be like them. If you elevate the people around you, you want to elevate yourself. It fuels a fire 
that you didn't know how to light within yourself. Um, so it takes a lot of self-evaluation of who is in your life, not being afraid to cut ties and not being afraid to um, just kind of start over and kind of just maybe isolate yourself for a bit and really deep dig into yourself and um, the self-care that you give yourself. You know, I, I feel like you talked about therapy and counseling and all these things. Like I go to therapy every Friday. That is my self-care that I give myself one hour a week to be able to just get everything off my chest, decompress, have somebody, you know, tell me I'm valid in my feelings or I'm not. And I just get myself back in check. That is what I use to kind of get myself back in the game. And that also makes me want to have those people in my life that are actually adding value instead of taking from me. And I feel like a lot of people keep others in their life that just take and take and take from them. And it makes them feel defeated before they even get started. Um, and so that's very important for, especially the younger generation um, to really take an account. Like if everything's not what you see on social media, people share the good parts of their lives only on social media. They want to show you the nice things. They want to show you what they have and this facade of who they are, but that's only a fraction. Um, and people get caught up with that. People get caught up with other people's success and that's where um, it all goes wrong because they probably worked hard too. You just don't know their story. You don't know how they got there. Um, but it just takes some self-reflection, some self-care and some self-love. So first of all, um, the elevate your circle, elevate your life. Um, definitely not to steal that for a t-shirt design. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I love that. And um, <laughs> I was just cheesing because I'm thinking about like, oh man, that's really great. <laughs> I wish I came up with that. <laughs> And then, so uh, with all that said, um, Kayla, what is, what do you consider your rich state of mind? Oh gosh, I don't even know like how to analyze that. I think the rich state of mind for me, and I, I've said this numerous times, it's not about money. It is about the impact you leave. Um, so at my dad's funeral, there was this poem uh, read at the end and it's called The Dash. Now, anybody that loves poems and likes, you know, just quirky things to like that are motivational, you need to look this up. It's called The Dash. And it pretty much talks about what is the legacy that you're going to leave behind? Like, I have a birth year, 1990, and I will have an end year. But there's a dash in between both of those years. And the dash signifies what you did in between, uh, you know, life and death that you left on this world no matter how long you've been on this earth, whether you die at 35, whether you die at, you know, 97, um, what does the dash represent? And for me, my rich state of mind would be how can I give back and leave an imprint on every person? If the more people I, um, can touch and have an impact on it, that's, it makes me more rich. It makes me more, um, you know, passionate about leaving my legacy on this life and being a good person and knowing that so many people were able to achieve their own legacy because I had a part of it. That to me is everything. Knowing that I impacted somebody's life because of the legacy that I left. 
Awesome. And I think that those people will probably forever be grateful because I think we all remember those people that left an impact in our lives that kind of changed the trajectory. Like yeah. we had an idea and then somebody kind of saw it and then kind of like, you know, tweaked it a bit and then we just shot off. Um, I don't think uh, this guy knows how much he impacted my life, but his name is um, Jerome. I met him in 2009 in Walmart. Um, I used to work there and he was selling he was selling cell phones for AT&T and just the conversation that we had, he was really just trying to sell me onto being on prepaid legal, but there were certain particular things that he told me that changed my whole perspective and how I thought. And it just redirected my, the passion I already had. And he saw in me and he said that, what's your why that makes you cry? He says, if your why doesn't make you cry, then what are you doing it for? And so I, I never forgot that. Oh gosh. And, I love um, that. I love that. Oh, I might steal that from you. <laughs> and so, yeah, that was like maybe September 2009, I think I met him. But yeah, every once in a while I bump into him in the Hampton Roads area. But that um, is similar to what I, I'm hearing that you're trying to make an impact on people. And That's it could just be one conversation. And yeah. so, uh, Kayla, I really appreciate you uh, taking the time. I love the energy that you brought, seriously. And I think it's going to make people get past that rut and realize, hey, it doesn't have to, I don't have to really love what I'm doing right now, but I could use it as a vessel to get where I want to be. Exactly. And that's okay. Because everybody doesn't get to start off and doing what they love for whatever situation. Right. Um, it, it, life happens. And so thank you for making that very clear. Absolutely. No, I appreciate this opportunity. Um, I love speaking about anything that is, you know, a big impact in my life. And you saying what's the what's your why that makes you cry that made me teary-eyed because it's like that's how passionate I am like that is my my everything that I do is my why you know everything that I talk about is my why which is why I talk about you know my dad and my own success and then my failures and letting people know that you know I fail too it's not all you know rainbows and sunshine and you know just success pouring my way I've had dark times I've had really hard times where I didn't get what I wanted but it never set me back. Um, so I really, I really love that. Honestly, like if everybody listening right now, always remember if you're why, your why should make you cry. Like, oh, gosh, I love that. <laughs> and then I'm, I'm going to end it right here. Hold on, Kayla. <laughs>